Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoyne. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Midday Grind, coming to you live from the Kirkwood Studios. Been a lot of fun lately. The Cardinals were the best team in baseball. The Blues are playing in the Western Conference Final. 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 If you go to NHL.com, what's interesting is they will reference the Finals. Final. Eastern Conference and Western Conference as a collective group. They refer to them as the Finals. In the same listing, it'll say the finals, Eastern Western Conference finals, plural. And then it'll list the start times for the Western Conference final. It, it On the same page, it has both, but there is a slight distinction. So it's the Western Conference final, which La. leads us into a great, La. great text topic for today. Is it? And it's... You know, we've had a lot of positive things, and Marty loves the negative. Martin's so like, too much positive. Well, Come the on. Cardinals Somewhat, went from yeah. the best record in baseball to third place in a week. Correct. So that, Can't somebody get shingles or something? I kind of thought, not funny. A little bit. I, they might have had shingles there in late April, May. <laughs> I'm going to have to explain to him what this is all about at some point. It's going to get back to him because it's not funny. Charlie's wrong, and you're a terrible person. But I thought this you would be— You are a rude, terrible person. Thank you. That was referencing Charlie, and I feel much better. Thank you, Mr. President. He's not a fan of mine. He's well, I'm not a big fan of yours. I wasn't sure if you're going to go continue or not. But no, we played two of them. I'm sorry, this has to happen. We are a hot country. This is a hot White House. <laughs> Maybe my favorite drop. <laughs> this is a hot hockey team right now. This is this is a hot Enterprise Center. Baseball, not so much. Last week, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so my theory was on the text line. Your pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve. And here's mine. This is of this week only, but it's happened several times. Weather gets better, which is great. People get outside and exercise, which is great. I'll never understand. Why do you hate sedentary lifestyles? No. What I'll never understand is the people that run down the street when it's right next to the sidewalk. And cars are either slowing down or swerving around. I yep. do a little bit of jogging. <laughs> Not enough. Hoff's a runner. Maybe there's people out there in the running community who can explain this to me. The sidewalks right there, and it's they're both hard surfaces. It's not as as if the road is dirt and it's softer on your knees. And there's a reason you're picking that. Cars are slowing down. You get a little nervous. Don't want to hit somebody while they're running. Why do people run down the street when there's a sidewalk three feet, four feet away? Can anybody on the panel here explain this? I cannot, but Thank I agree you. with you. And I also complain about people riding bicycles. However, they all will complain back. They have to use the laws like they're a car, blah, 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 which I'm okay with, except for all the time, especially when I'm going there 
Lockwood, right by Mary Queen. The bikers kind of selectively use the laws. Like, if they're coming up on a stop sign Uh versus cars, they go right through that stop sign. So it's like, treat us like a car until we break the rules, right? This happened very, all the oh, time. No, i got to warn you guys, be careful. There is a bike mafia out there that will be outside Bring this it. window in two minutes. No, listen. But they, but the I people, like I'll riding. I'll put a stick in their wheel. We'll be fine. The law-abiding cyclists agree with you, yes. and the okay. ones that don't ab- abide the laws, if that makes sense, ruin it for the rest 100%. of 100%. That's it. It's a big pet peeve Thursday, 855-282-8255. Frank... His pet peeve, clearly, that we don't have Tommy Pham to get sound bites That's from. That's my pet peeve, too. Your pet peeve is that he's not in the lineup yeah. in addition to not getting sound bites. That garnered a lot of response in the 11 o'clock hour. 855-282-8255. It's a big pet peeve. Thursday, other than that, Charlie, I'm feeling very positive today. That's good. And uh, just so people know, I'm never Mr. Corrector Guy. However, oh boy, we did have Mr. Corrector Guy working at Fox 2 for a while. He was actually obsessed with correcting people that it's Western Conference final and Stanley Cup final to a point now that we talk about it all the time. I really don't care, but now it's become a thing because he was literally obsessed with, if you said Stanley Cup finals, that no, it's final. Like, who cares? Nobody really cares. Yeah, if you're going to be corrector guy, maybe save it for a different... Something important, maybe? Yeah, maybe, especially for a news guy who's now in Chicago. I think you would focus on... Other other topics? Are we 590 the fan or 590 the fans? Well, we used to be K-fans. K-fans. Western Conference Finals, Stanley Cup Finals. Blues will face the Sharks, Charlie. This season they played three times, beat them once, and I was thinking back, I've gone to a couple of games, and I went to a Friday night game against San Jose. Three tickets? Yep, and we were sitting right behind the penalty box. Jim Regna? No, in fact, I think through the Bears, uh, the Bears, the Blues... And they said, do you mind sitting right behind the penalty box? Because some people don't like it. So that explains the soft coverage of the Blues because after that game. No, they gave me the an obstructed tickets. view. I always give them the benefit of the doubt this year. Yeah, weird. 6-2-2, two, two, need tickets. The uh, the game, though, was a Friday night, and I believe Chad Johnson was the starting goalie. It was probably mid-November, and it was one of the better games of the year, and I was trying to figure out. Four zip. Trying to figure out why doesn't this team play better consistently because at that point, when they were playing good teams, Vegas, Nashville, San Jose, they were winning, and then they would lose to the crap teams. It was part of that mystery and maybe a reminder now that it actually was a good team who just wasn't getting it done. Was it not that weekend where Chad Johnson won two straight games, I believe? Maybe Friday, Sunday? I'll have to check that. But we kind of talked, oh, man, Chad Johnson. He could be the next goalie of the Blues, and he could turn into a Carter Hutton where all of a sudden this this journeyman is now the uh, – the starter, and then what? He might be the next later, Kurt Warner. A couple a, weeks later, he's uh, with another team. Well, to be fair, he was playing really well. He was. Strickland was calling us out. Oh, you guys know what you're talking about. And we said, well, but he's playing well enough now to continue to play. That's all the argument was. Uh, it was a Tuesday, Friday. Carolina, one goal allowed on 39 shots faced. The Blues won that game. And then on Friday, San Jose shut out. 33 shots face, beat San Jose, and then that would be the last win of the year for Chad Johnson, who over the next eight games would go 0-7 with 29 goals allowed. But he tried hard. He did. He really did. There was a moment where we're in that uh, dressing room, and Ch- uh, Chad Johnson's sitting five feet away from Ryan O'Reilly, and we're talking to Ryan O'Reilly, and he said, this guy over here right now is our MVP. 
That's how weird this season is because you didn't say it. I didn't say it. Ryan O'Reilly was saying there's our MVP right now. It was Chad Johnson. The point is they beat the Sharks one time. It was that home game in November. Overall, 1-1-1 one, one, and one against San Jose. They're going to meet up. Game one is Saturday. It's Saturday night. Monday, they'll play in San Jose. Those are the first two games of the series. As far as back here, we are a little under a week away. Next Wednesday, Friday, you'll have games three and four at Enterprise Center. I didn't watch the entire Game 7 between the Sharks and Lanch. Wow. I did watch the entire third period. And I have to say, the Lanch were flying. I realized, desperation game, down two goals. They scored early in that third period. I'd always been rooting for the Avs to be the opponent. Better travel situation, home ice advantage. Winning record against them, 4-0 this year. The Stan Kroenke factor would have been fun. May have become annoying at some point. I don't think he would have traveled here. I don't think he even cares about his hockey team. But in watching, I thought, careful what you root for. The Lanch, they got a lot of talent. Now, San Jose is dangerous. It's a tough building to go to. But I'm not so sure you wanted to play Colorado either, based on what I was watching. I disagree. I just think for, for everything involved, for the matchup, and look, you can say, Okay, the Blues need to exact some revenge on the Sharks from three years ago. I just feel like, I mean, the Sharks are a really good team. But I just feel like it's going to be kind of this, I don't want to say boring. It'll probably go seven games, just a heavy slog it out kind of series. I, I feel like the Colorado Avalanche had the the other kind of tertiary storylines, like you said. Stan Kroenke, you can go to Denver. They got the legal cannabis, of course. And you just kind of have a, a different team to play in the postseason. However, I do think when you talk about the fact that the Blues and the Sharks played three times, I would totally throw that out the window. And I didn't say that about the Stars because the Stars got the Blues three out of four times in the regular season, and it was from January on when this was the good Blues team with Craig Berube as the coach and Jordan Bennington was in net for three of those four games versus the Stars. However, they played the Sharks way back. Totally different team. They've never seen Jordan Bennington. They've never seen this team coached by Craig Berube. So I think the record against the Sharks this regular season means absolutely nothing. So the better analogy is probably the Winnipeg series, which was the same deal. Hadn't faced them in the calendar year 2019, I believe, right? Gordon, did Ed- they have faced San Jose in 2019, but Bennington did not start. Jake Allen got that start. The other game where San Jose beat them for nothing was another Chad Johnson start. So... They have faced a Baruby coach team, just not at full strength. If you're Chad Johnson, do you get a playoff share? I'm assuming you do. Are you rooting for the team and the goalie that sort of replaced? You could have been Jordan Bennington, but this kid came along and took over. If you're Chad Johnson, do you want the Blues to win it all? Probably made a few friends when you were here. Probably make a little more money. Go in the cup. I don't think you would have to, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're just not allowed to look at it. Blues lost that game three two in overtime the last time they faced. By the way. So it was a pretty even match game. Uh, Jover has chimed in. Pet Hi, peeve. Where have my jokes gone? Great He's question. Dave Job, longtime Fox 2 sports producer who was contributing. I think we had it uh, twice annually. Wasn't that our deal? We had <laughs> He would do the Jover's Jokes of the Week to just kind of get Bonzo. your Friday off to a great... For the drops alone, we should probably bring back. <laughs> and you may have to add Jose Martinez oh. into the Jover Jokes drop box. He said, I'm promising... By the way, he has a group a group text that he's a part of during every sports uh, outing, and he said, they are clamoring for my return, and I'm offering up some shark-related jokes tomorrow. How about some kick food? Up, kick up some food. I don't think that's what he's offering. 
Uh, Jover, let's see what we can do. I'll talk to the uh, staff once this show is over. I think Cyberg should bring by some shark bites. Ooh, as there a, we go. As a form of, of prepping us up for the big Western Conference final. That, that sounds like a local news live report during a Blues game <laughs> at Cyberg's while fans are eating shark bites. Speaking of local news, it hasn't happened yet, but it's only a matter of time. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Uh, earthquake story about a bridge. No. Of course, 98... Y98, they do 24 hours of Gloria. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm driving around town a lot yesterday. I heard a lot of Gloria. Honestly, a lot of cars blasting Gloria, and I love it. But whenever something like this happens, whether it's like a viral video, call me maybe, local newsrooms always get together, and they try to do the spoof video where all the newsroom sings Gloria. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of is it two, is it four, is it five, who does the Gloria newsroom video first? I you know it's going to happen. I it's have sweet. a prediction, not so much about a station, but a different song. My guess is a local news, probably morning, does a Baby Shark spinoff about this series against San Jose. Have you heard that stupid kid song? No. Uh, I'm going to have to find it now. I know it's this super is your, popular. Gonna, this is gonna... your fault, Martin. It's like when we put callers on the, on the line. This is your fault, the results of it. No, I didn't bring it up. Chuck did. One second, we pull it up. It's probably going to mean ad because it's YouTube. I'm going to guess Oppo. I'm going to say Rich Gould does his own little guitar playing version. Ooh, that would be of good. Gloria. Did you pop me down, Rock? Because he didn't want this to play. Oh. Pot him down. <laughs> pot him back up. Here's Baby Shark. See, it's a I kid like song this. for children. It's catchy, though. This is all it is. It's about two minutes. What's Someone's going to do a playoff this. That's my prediction. Okay, what's harder on your brain, this or the Jobers jokes? This is pretty good. I can see, look, you're giving your baby. Chuck likes it. Giving your kid a bath, right? Bath time. Set a rubber duck. Chuck's just like staring into abyss, like accepting his fate already. Yeah, this is what it sounds <laughs> no, like. No, this, yeah. this, this is what you're going to be for the next little, five years. Little peek behind the curtain last night because I'm father of the year. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm taking care of the baby, putting her to bed. And Big, I, babysitting. I changed the diaper. And let me tell you. I saw a uh, a war zone there, and it was one of those diapers that oh, no. I actually had to just bathe her oh, afterwards. No. Oh, so sorry. again, no, don't share that. Well, it happens, parents out there. They're with me, okay? It happens. So it's you put the baby. No, listen, you put the baby in the bath, and then you play Baby Shark. She's got the little squeeze toys, the little shark. She's got the little whales. She's got the little rubber ducky. She's having a good time, Baby Shark. All you needed was this catchy little number here. It's a good song. This will be playing at the Marlowe House soon. Janie May would love this. Kind of bopping her head a little bit. Maybe music video that you put together, homage to the series. That's there extra are work, little though. kids in the in the music video doing like shark motions with their hand, like, uh, uh, like, like the gator chop, doing the gator chop. And Hoff, baby shark. you know better than I. Is it Elvis Andrews? Sure. Yes. Walk up yes. song yes. for his kid. Yes. I believe he does this for his walk up song yes, because he does. his kids love it. Yes. That's funny. All right, Blues and Sharks, it's the sixth meeting in the postseason since 2000. That was the famous Blues President's Trophy where they lost in seven at home. 2001, they got them the next year in a six-game series. 2004, that was the weird deal where they lost the series. Season's over. They're at the airport in San Jose, and the federal authorities boarded the plane because they were arresting Mike Danton. Mm. It's hard to believe that was 15 years ago. That only in the Blues, right, that they're tortured past, would you have a playoff exit, trying to get on the plane, get the hell out of here, season's over. Sorry, the feds are here looking for one of your players. 
Yeah, it's a murder for hire deal. Okay, this happens every year. That was 2004. 2012 would have been Hitch's first year. A lot of excitement. I think he was coach of the year. Turned things around. They got into the playoffs and promptly beat the Sharks. That was a beatdown, too. Five games, right? Beat them 4-1 and then got swept by the Kings. Yeah. I believe No, or did they win the first two? No, I, they, I, got, they swept got swept by the Kings, yeah. And then faced the Kings the next year. It's a long and complicated history. But most recently was three years ago when the Blues lost the game six out at the Shark Tank, which I've said is an intimidating building. For whatever reason, it feels claustrophobic. A lot of these newer ones feel generic, all sort of the same size. That building does feel a little claustrophobic. And Jimmy Hewer, who would travel with the Blues for years, did a lot of uh, game production and got him on the air, said it was well known that in that building they piped in noise. So I'm watching the third period last night. And I'm watching, and they're a little. The, the crowd is tense because it's a game seven. Lanch had just scored to make it three-two, and I'm looking at everybody in the seats, and everybody is seated. Nobody's banging on the glass. They look about as quiet a crowd as you could be at that moment, probably because of their nerves. But yet, there was quite a little. <sighs> and I swear to you, I was looking at it like the Zapruder film, and I was like. Nobody, I'm, I'm like, that person's not cheering that person, but I hear, ah, I think it's a thing. So whoever is out there, I want some investigative reporting on the constant. Ah, we got a crowd going. watching this show. Actually, Thank you. In fact. Thank you. Let me ask you this, though. In. Cyclists are gathering outside the windows <laughs> on Kirkwood. They're applauding. Let me ask you this, though. Now, our guy, Jeff Fisher, was he not fined accused and fined of this for this? But you can understand in football, right, when the other team has the ball, why in your home building you'd want to pump in the crowd noise. The However, Falcons lost a draft pick because right. of it. Right. Okay, but a hockey game, when you have basically both teams kind of alternating possession with the puck at all times, how does it benefit either the home team and does it go against the road team to have crowd noise? How does that how does that benefit the home There's team? There's a guy there who just has his finger on a computer and you know when the sharks have it you want to be quiet and then when the opposing team has it you hit unmute and then you just keep doing that. I feel over like and we would again. catch on to that. I think in the NFL, one of the big things they would get fined for, and the Rams did at one point at the Dome, if you continue to play music and pump out you know, loud, anything speaker-wise, once they break the huddle, if they get under center, you're still Andy Banker's like, all right, first down, everybody. Woo! They're like, shh. There's a rule when they break the huddle that you can't have music, and I think the Rams got hit with that. Titans may have been hit Ram with that. rule two. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Such a good campaign. Hey, the Pirates are also in town. Cards kick off a series against Pittsburgh. We'll break that that down a little bit, Chuck. Really? We're going to break that down a little bit. Cards and Pirates. It's uh, one in six since one week ago when they had the getaway game. Remember, they took the first three against the Nats, who turned out to be actually a pretty bad team. Nats. Commission put them down as his biggest surprise, how bad they are. They're eight games under, but you did t- take three straight for the Nats. Going into the getaway game last week, you had the rain delay, which probably didn't help the travel into Chicago. But one in six since you were off to that twenty and ten start, your record's still good. You're twenty one and sixteen. The problem is the Cubs and Brewers have both been playing well, so now you find yourself in third place in the division. When a week ago you were in first place overall, level of concern about this team, which I would say it's low. We said that coming off the sweep, the hands of the Cubs. You lose two or three to the Phillies. 
They just seem a little collectively off right now. And they are, Hoffman, what, about one game out in third place? So my level of concern is zero. And this is the team, I think, the Cardinals. Game and a half out now? Okay, I checked I think they've played... The Brewers have just as many losses, but yes. have a couple more wins. The well, Cubs have just as many wins. The game back of the Cubs, the game back of the Brewers. There you go. The Cubs have that. played That's three less games. I would just say that I think the Cardinals are about where they should be. And and maybe they will be the first place team in the Central. All I'm saying is when they were just going 10-1 and one and everything was great, everybody was hitting, the starting rotation had basically two and a half, three turns through. That was really, really good. I didn't think they were that good. I don't think they're this bad, of course. One and six, somewhere in the middle, and and kind of right where they are. So I think the Cardinals will be contending all the way through. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. Will they improve? Stroman. And Brian Hoffman loves Marcus Stroman. Other people like uh, Madison Bumgarner for that spot or whatever it is. We'll see. Power. But I think the Cardinals are a very competitive team. I didn't think they were a guaranteed playoff team. I think in that division, I mean, you have to be really, really good to win the Central Division this year. I think the good news is in the East, I don't think there's a wild card team coming out of the East. I think it's the Phillies and then forget everybody else. You never know. It's a long season. But I don't see the Mets being a wild card team. I don't see the Braves. Certainly not the Marlins. I think the Nats are going to be bad or at least 500 this year. So you don't worry about a wild card over there. Granted, your, your goal should be higher than wild card. But I think in terms of the playoffs... You are in the mix with what you have. And the West is just kind of weird. I know Arizona's off to a really good start. I'm not sure how they Doesn't map seem out long-term. Same with with the Padres. But maybe the Rockies will ascend a little bit more to where they are. I think I agree with Chuck. I think they're in a good spot. I think there are concerns moving forward, both with the rotation short and long-term. Entering August and September, I'm not sure where a Waka will be, where a Wainwright will be, where a Hudson will be. So now you're talking... 60% of your rotation, you wonder you know, how they'll look after the All-Star break and going into the stretch run of the season. I have very little concerns about the offense. Paul Goldschmidt had a terrible May last year. It's just maybe it's something he just goes through. He'll pick it back up. I, I just I, They'll score runs. The offense we've seen over the last six games is not the offense that they are. And I will still say, and people can rip me, but let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. What you get out of Carlos Martinez. I'm not going to totally write off. Now, I know he's not going to be in the big leagues for a month or so, Alex Reyes, after punching the wall. But you do have a lot of options to help. I'm not saying they have to be the guy that goes out there and makes a bunch of starts. But I do think from a starting rotation standpoint, your strength was your overall really good depth. Now, I'm not saying they have the best top three or even best top five. But look at a guy like Gant. I mean, I had thought that Gant would probably be your, your sixth starter entering the year. If anything happened to one of the top five guys, look how good Gant was last year as a starter. But now you can't take that guy out of his role in the bullpen. Maybe Carlos Martinez ends up being a really good bullpen piece, and maybe then it's not as bad if you get some five-inning starts from some of these guys like a Wainwright and a Waka because you have more bullpen aces to clean those messes up. All right, we'll get to your pet peeves at 855-282-8255. You know, I love the negative, but then we'll get that out of the way, Chuck. And then we get to Friday. We're all positive, rolling into a playoff weekend. Schnooks tomorrow, St. Charles Rock Road. We'll be eating Schnooks well, Friday. hanging at Schnooks. And also tonight, Charlie Tuna, friend of the show, Chuck Tuna, from 7 to 9, the Charlie Tuna Show tonight is coming to you from Ferguson. He continues his Thursday Tuna Tour 
at the Schnooks in Ferguson. Charlie Tuna Show coming your way from 7 until 9. Appliance discounters closing in on the new location. That's June 1st when they'll open up in the Maplewood, Richmond Heights area. Deer Creek Plaza, right off Laclede Station Road. It's their seventh showroom. And this one, all about the art of appliance. Kind of a cool idea. If you want unique or bold colors for your appliances, those will be featured at this particular showroom. The art of appliance, unique, bold colors with your appliances. And already you know what you're going to get, which is the biggest names in the appliance world at the lowest prices. That's what Appliance Discounters has been about since day one, more than a decade ago. You can go online and see all the merchandise, theappliancediscounters.com. Text line, 855-282-8255. A lot of people calling me Charlie No Text Marlowe again. Let's read some of them. Don't say Lanch, use abs. I agree with that. Why? I think abs is better. I think are, both are acceptable. They're both. Fine. I'm guilty of saying Lanch, though. The Lanch. JP from St. Charles says, Blues, payback time, and San Jose shouldn't even be here or the last round. The call with Pavelski and the injury at the end of the Vegas game that wasn't a call, and the no call that looked like the skate was touching the blue line in last night's game. Time to send San Jose to the offseason. 314, how about this? All caps. Bring Jober back. McKenna. Wow. Brian McKenna, I'm going to need to check that. Maybe Stravenger. There's a couple of plants for the Jober Jokes of the Week. Splashback texting in a Google search that says, Do sharks have families? Sharks don't live in groups but tend to live on their own. Even the offspring have to take care of themselves from the very minute that they are born. Since they don't spend much time together, they do not have a social hierarchy. How about that, Rockio? Wow. Really inner shark knowledge. And uh, Recovering Alcoholic says, hey, you guys see Charlie Notex name drops on Twitter yesterday. He had to let us know that he talked to Tommy Stillman. Charlie Notex is Mr. Big Time. I just tweeted that out because I think it was a nice, again, peek behind the curtain of Tom Stillman in the dressing room hugging his guys and celebrating. And again, I know we always make this comparison, but with everybody here hating Stan Kroenke and the fact that he's Scrooge McDuck and just has all these sports teams as part of his portfolio. Tom Stillman is the anti-Stan Kroenke, and I love seeing him in there, and I love when they cut to him on camera, and he genuinely loves this team and wants them to win, and it's refreshing to see. And if you're a Blues fan, you can appreciate the fact that he is clearly a hockey fan. It's not an investment as much. He's a he hockey still plays. fan. And, and Bill DeWitt, when he wakes up in the morning, I think he's checking the stats, and he wants to know... You know, who's hitting down in Peoria? I mean, he's really into baseball. I bet you if you had Kroenke sitting here and you ask him to name 10 of the Avalanche players, he couldn't. Do you think that's true? 100%. Uh, JP again says, I don't like the cyclists. Most think they're training for the Tour de France with their outfits while their bellies are hanging over the seat. There's only a couple places to cycle in the area that are not on the roads, which is why I sold my road bike, and I used to do triathlons when I lived in Cali. Also, it can be called finals because there are multiple games in the series, but either works. JP, out. The laugh drop never gets old. Neither does the horrible, terrible person. Somebody's saying Denver decriminalized magic mushrooms yesterday. We'll check on that. We'll check agree, on that. Agree on runners and bikers. This is pet peeve time here. Mine is you're welcome, Versus you're welcome, people that correct you on text or social media if you put Y-O-U-R versus Y-O-U apostrophe 
R-E. You can get involved with the show at 855-282-8255. Let's check in with our buddy Fast Eddie up there in Alton, Illinois. And, uh, Eddie, first of all, how's your Thursday going? Hey, man, it's going good. What's going on? Well, I wanted to remind folks, you guys are dry. You're open for business. I know uh, not far from you. They've dealt with some serious flooding. But I've always said this, too, when there's an area that's hit by any kind of, you know, disaster, keep supporting all the businesses in that area. The worst thing you can do is avoid it. That's for sure. That's right, man. Everything's going great. We're uh, we're high in tonight. Still got 367 that's open. It's always the same as always, but there's been a lot of concern and a lot of people that, you know, they they take the uh, media reports a little wrong, too, and you're right. It's the worst thing that could happen. It's kind of a double negative for folks that are already out. We're good, man. We're high as well. And and I would think if you live near the river and you've been through it's I'm not going to say it's a way of life. It's still a huge issue. It's an inconvenience. But at some point, too, you sort of know in that area that these things happen. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem or any kind of uh, incorrect to say it is a way of life. Cause it is. I've been living here forever, and about every three or four years, we go through the whole deal. And some folks have it all a lot worse because they live in a little bit of a different area. Head on up to Alton. Doors open at 1 o'clock. Of course, over the weekend, they open at 11 a.m. Live music going every single day. And I think on the weekends, what, music inside, music outside? Oh, when you play bands on Saturday and Sunday, when you play on Friday as well. So you have music all day on the patio. Come on up. Flood is no concern, and it's still the same old, same old one. And a fun, fun time of year. I know you've you've been a blues guy. You've been. I've seen. Yeah. In fact, I've seen the fast. This is the coolest thing. Fast Eddie's name on the glass during the game. A cool little bug that they've done on Fox Sports Midwest, and is, I love that. It's really cool. You can do that. I know, like a way game. It's all just. It's imposed on the screen. It's not really there. It's all a computer camera thing. It's really, it's probably my favorite ad. My definitely my favorite ad on TV. It's, it's cool because the people, especially with the blues, the way it is, man, it's just like a positive thing to be a part of. Great, yeah, and you can feel the energy around town with the Blues advancing. Everybody's getting on board, man. Head on up. Everybody's in good spirits, Charlie. N- enough of this negativity that you're bringing to this show. We're well, all that's in- you, buddy. Although I'm sorry, that's me. Yeah, I'm, I'm complaining. Do you have a, all right, Eddie? I did say this earlier. Since the Blues don't play again until Saturday, we've had a lot of fun. I said, let's just get rid of any negativity. Do you have a pet peeve in your world, whether it's as the owner there at Fast Eddie's or in your daily routine? Mine was, I said, people walking, running down the street when there's a sidewalk right next to them. I haven't been able to get a clarification on why people do that. Do you have any pet peeve? This is your chance to clear the air. A pet peeve? Uh, I want to eat. I can't stand it. I can't stand Uh-oh. people walking around and bitching and negative or whatever you want to call it all the time. That's, that's my pet peeve. Yeah, that's that's why I will stop whining immediately. No, I'm kidding. That's a good one. We need positive, fun people. That's why you head up to Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois, where they're always having a great time, and I'm sure the grill is fired up getting ready for those doors to open. Eddie, have yourself a great weekend. Let's go Blues. Right, Thanks a lot. Yeah, let's go Blues. Fast Eddie, and as he said, they are nice and dry there just down the road from some of the flooding. And, uh, again, you, the areas that get hit hard, make sure you're still going and supporting the local businesses. So Charlie, his pet peeve is he hates 
whiny negative people. Which so I, what's he doing to... on this show? <laughs> this show. No, no this show is a good balance because you have hashtag wet blanket with Hoffman. Whoa, whoa, you have whoa. Marty loves the negative. And then the sheer positivity of Charlie Marlowe every day just kind of equalizes that. I'm not sure if it's every day. Earlier you shared a story about a blown-out diaper, so I'm not sure if it's a complete That was just keeping it real, but right? But that's the people at home understand they have to deal with these people daily love things. People, people love, love that. Right? People love diaper All stories. All the dads yeah. and moms out there can relate, okay? Uh, Charlie keeps it light. He'll laugh at anything, including a debilitating disease or illness. It's not debilitating. 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 It goes away after a week oh, or so. Oh, three or four weeks. Okay, three or four weeks. You're the worst. <laughs> Someone, by the way, said that we cannot play that clip enough or also with this You one. are a rude, terrible person. And I assume he also means we this We are one. a hot country. This is a hot White House. <laughs> Just a good, we got some good drops. Daniel, last shot. So Back good. Control. <laughs> Dolphins win the Super Bowl. What if Kerber had done that? Thomas to the net. Maroon on the rebound behind ah! him. Maroon scores. Blues advance. Ah! Western Conference. Crazy! Final, love it. final, not finals, oh, to the that's, final. That's probably my number one pet peeve. When corrector guy in the building is somebody you don't like already, and then they just keep coming around. Is that a shot at the end of the day? No. no. <laughs> All right, got to take a break. We're up against it, clearly up against it, morning uh, midday grind. We're not the morning grind. Somebody yelled that the other night. It was on my brain. <laughs> He said, love the morning grind. And I thought, well, does that mean... Throwback. Midday's grind. He liked the old show, or is he saying this and he's just confused? Because somebody did walk by and say, what's up, Kurt? I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? Good to see you. It's Kurt. It's Kurt. Kurt LaBelle? It may have been when I was in that hallway and Randy Naughton put out the picture. and She said I was an usher. Kurt Rambis? Yeah. A lot of Laker talk lately. Charlie said I looked like I was running for Congress. You did have a very kind of you did. political, yeah. stoic stance there. Well, I have to tell you what happened is I'm in that tunnel in the middle of overtime trying to watch the game, and Randy Naughton and her daughter were at the game, and she turns around and waves or say hi, and then I noticed she's about to take a picture. And I'm sure I was probably like scribbling some notes or something, and I thought, oh, I better just kind of pose because she's going to try and get me looking stupid, which I ended up kind of looking stupid anyway. I tried to pose, and I think I did look like I was running for Congress. Good try. Not yet. Okay, we'll come back. Midday Grind continues on 590 The Fan. Funny how it seems like yesterday. As I recall, you were looking out of place. Gathered up your things and slipped away. No time at all. I followed you until. 